Hey, I'm Nicole Ferraro, a contributing editor at Light Reading. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. This week on the show, we're talking with Light Reading's Jeff Baumgartner about HBO's role in the streaming wars. Jeff recently wrote about Warner Media announcing it is phasing out HBO Go to clear up confusion around HBO's streaming services, particularly the recently launched HBO Max. Jeff's here to tell us what this means, why the success of HBO Max matters, and what's likely to happen next. This podcast is sponsored by ServiceNow. Behind every great experience is a great workflow. ServiceNow delivers digital workflows that create great experiences and unlock productivity for communication service providers and their customers. Jeff, thank you for being on the show. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me on here, Nicole. My pleasure. So what's the story with HBO? Well, I, if you had to boil it down, I mean, these days, you know, the, the, the story with HBO kind of all centers around uh, HBO Max, which is this supersized VOD service, subscription VOD service that launched May 27th, and it offers about double the amount of content of the legacy HBO service and kind of builds in some content from some other brands that are now part of Warner Media, so like Turner and and Warner Brothers, you know, and, and HBO Max is one of the uh, the initial big outcomes of uh, AT&T's acquisition of Time Warner and the notion, you know, that by expanding the amount of content available on the service and hopefully use that to also broaden the appeal of the service, you know, to maybe a bigger demographic that, that kind of goes beyond, you know, well beyond what uh, HBO has historically been able to get on its own. Uh, but, you know, the initial focus, you know, has been you know, about converting existing HBO customers over to HBO Max with various uh, pay TV operators that already have a sizable base of HBO subs. Um, so I guess, you know, but the risk, I guess, in doing that, I suppose, is that you might uh, dilute the HBO brand a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about what HBO's larger story in the streaming wars has been and why its role matters for the industry at large? And also just based on what you've seen from HBO's prior steps in streaming, how do you see the launch of HBO Max going so far? Yeah, the larger story is about um, you know how some of these major studios and content suppliers are continuing to kind of shift to streaming and direct to consumer models. Um, you know, even though distributing HBO Max through the pay TV operators is kind of the important thing early on. Yeah, I mean, the writing on the wall is that, uh, you know, the pay TV uh, subscriptions and, and big bundles are going to continue to erode. And you know, you're going to see more consumers cutting the cord and kind of putting together their own uh, packages. And um, with Warner Media, I mean, what they're trying to do is position uh, HBO Max to become kind of one of the go-to, you know, general entertainment streaming services, along with you know services like Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, and and you know, Hulu's got Nesvod and and Peacock, which is the the streaming service that NBC Universal in mid July, you know, and then you're kind of you asked me about you know what's what's kind of going on. You know, despite some of the confusion, which I, I know we'll talk about a little bit too, 
and so forth with HBO Max is, uh, you know, the app itself is not bad. And, you know, I mean, generally it's fine. I mean, I like that it was made to be personalized and, and support individual profiles. And it's got a, a ton of content that I like. You know, there's not really much there yet in terms of exclusive originals uh, for HBO Max that's beyond what you'd get with the legacy HBO service. But, uh, you know, as a side note, I will say, I mean, I've been using HBO Max a lot more than I've been, than I've used uh, Disney Plus lately. You know, they did the first season of The Mandalorian and, and I burned through that and I haven't really gone on that service too much. If there's, you know, kind of an early issue with HBO Max, it kind of feels a little kind of kludgy kind of right now because it's kind of living on its own, like in its mm. silo, sort of. Uh, you know, even for pay TV customers that take HBO already, they have access to HBO Max as well, but it's not really integrated with the pay TV experience. So, so I mean, that's kind of an early stumble with the way that they're kind of rebundling all the content uh, under uh, the HBO Max brand. And, you know, I mean, that'll change. You know, Comcast, for example, is doing, you know, full integration of it with HBO Max with its X1 and Flex platforms. And uh, at some point you'll be able to search and access the entire HBO Max catalog in that environment. And uh, it'll be the same with the other pay TV providers that have deals with HBO Max, but, you know, we're just not there today. Mm-hmm. So outside of, um, you know, clearing up confusion around the name and uh, improvements to the to the experience itself, what are some of the other big stories uh, that you expect to come out around HBO Max? What are you going to be looking looking at in the near future? Yeah, so I, I think that maybe the good news out of it is that the confusion about HBO Max should be relatively short and temporary. You know, HBO Go, which was the streaming service that you get if you're an HBO customer and through a pay TV provider. I mean, that's going to be all phased out in July, late July and converted to HBO Max. And then HBO Now, which is the standalone version of HBO that you can get without tying it to a pay TV service, that's going to get rebranded as HBO. So, yeah, but I think that consumers are still trying to grapple, you know, with what, what this is. And it's, it's going to take a little bit of time. But I think, like I said, I think it'll wear off as more of the, the legacy HBO customers are converted to the new offering and it gets more fully integrated with the, the pay TV experience. And then the, the, you know, the standalone HBO now customers get moved. And I think the other big question I'll be thinking about is whether, you know, the customers will stick, you know, particularly those that are buying it for as a standalone for $14.99 a month. I mean, that's kind of at the high end of the range, you know, among the different um, subscription VOD services out there. And, you know, if HBO Max has any trouble, you know, kind of keeping the churn in check, you know, keeping uh, people from coming and going, you know, I suppose it's possible that, you know, uh, Warner Media could have some trouble uh, reaching the target. You know, they're, they're, they're hoping to get like 75 to 90 million customers worldwide, including 50 million in the U.S. here in the next you know, five years. But uh, but the other thing I'll be keeping an eye on is, as we kind of head into next year, is an ad-supported version of HBO Max. It's supposed to cost, uh, cost you know, obviously cost less than what they're doing today with the ad-free version. 
you know, I also expect to see a deal with Dish and uh, maybe Sling TV come together in the coming months and, you know, HBO to get some uh, something done there with uh, the other thing we didn't really talk about were the other streaming platforms. It doesn't, mm-hmm. HBO Max doesn't have any support yet for uh, Roku and uh, Amazon Fire TV, which were the you know, two giant streaming platforms. So, but, you know, just generally, you know, HBO Max has had some twists and turns and some bumps. You know, I think it'll get straightened out eventually. Uh, you know, they they have some pretty good quality and breadth of the content, so I think that'll that'll kind of help them out in the long term. All right, awesome. So you're pretty optimistic, which is good to hear. Um, and we'll be looking out for all of those stories from you uh, going forward. So thank you so much for taking the time to dive into this with me, Jeff. Of course, absolutely. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much to Jeff Baumgartner for taking the time today. And thank you as well to our producer, Tian Fu, for making this episode. And thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, please leave a review, share this episode with a colleague or friend, and subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks again for listening. That's the story for now. We'll be back again next week. This podcast is sponsored by ServiceNow. Behind every great experience is a great workflow. ServiceNow delivers digital workflows that create great experiences and unlock productivity for communication service providers and their customers.